This is COVID-19 and Mental Health Podcast. Can you imagine trapped in a foreign country in a pandemic, no medicine, no job, and having to deal with a mental condition? Well, this was Jeff Ocheng's story in 2020 and 2021. Jeff, a Kenyan, suffers from disassociation disorder and severe depression. He found himself in Uganda during the beginning of the pandemic, and he had to stay there because of the restrictions that were imposed by both countries to curb the spread of the virus. I caught up with him in Kampala, Uganda, and listened to his story in this episode of COVID-19 and Mental Health Podcast. My name is Karen Omai. You're listening to COVID-19 and Mental Health Podcast. Hi, my name is Jeff Ocheng. I'm a 29-year-old Kenyan. I'm a photographer, blogger, content creator, and a mental health advocate based in Kampala as of now. Well, it's hard to pinpoint a certain exact date where a mental illness or my mental condition started. I think it's a culmination of so many events. Most of them were sadly very traumatic that happened in my childhood. I had to experience a lot of death in my small family growing up. So there was a lot of death and uh, part of it contributed to what I became in in the future and the trauma built up slowly and it was never like de-escalated or debriefed at certain points so the trauma is what eventually brought the mental illness that I have. The condition that I have is I have disassociation disorder and I also have uh, like severe depression. So my my depression was so severe that at one point I I experienced psychosis because I was when I stoop low I stoop very low. So my condition is severe depression, and uh, that is what I have to live with and what I have to deal with every day. I sometimes take medication if I can afford it. My prescription is not really that expensive, but it's very cumbersome having to like go to a major town, get a prescription, get a consultation first, get a prescription, buy the medicine, then come back. So the medicine is not expensive, but the the requirements, the the things you have to go through to in order to get a prescriptions are actually very very cumbersome so yeah i was diagnosed in 2017 in april i think april 9th or 10th i was diagnosed at the madari mental hospital in nairobi and i had to spend a month there and that is where all the all the all the trauma that had built up from childhood eventually had to like explode when i was 25 
because in between the deaths i lost like my whole lineage on my mother's side which includes my grandmother my my mother her sister their father there were only four so i lost both all of them before i was 24 and i lost my mom her sister and the dad when i was 10 so the grandmother died later in 2016 so with these deaths coupled with uh, several other deaths of relatives and close friends it really pushed me to the brink and i really suffered a lot and it contributed majorly to my diagnosis and uh, the diagnosis was uh, i suffered the psychosis due to severe depression it was a life-changing event i think it will be the most memorable thing that will ever happen in my life I don't think my wedding will ever be as memorable as my 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 diagnosis because what not many people know about mental illness is that you are not just absent-minded and for for psychosis specifically you are shifting in and out of your cognitive ability so what that means is uh, if you uh, have a disease like malaria you would be able to distinguish that you are having a fever and uh, you can't sleep or you lose your appetite but with psychosis with regards to my psychosis uh, and my mental health in general i could not distinguish whether it was day or night i could not distinguish time i would go up to four days without sleeping or eating and i was not aware whether i am dreaming or i am awake so those parameters that are naturally within you like even the location parameters i'm sure where you are you are you are aware you are in nairobi and for me i'm in kampala right now i'm aware i'm in kampala when you are experiencing psychosis you have no clue what bothered me at that time is that most people would stigmatize me and would make jokes and they would find it funny including people took care of me as my primary caregivers they would make jokes and would record me on their phones for just for entertainment i i felt very sick about it i felt like it they're thriving in ignorance and i should do a lot more to like teach people what is going on inside a person who is experiencing psychosis and uh, mental health illness in general you know i sort of became i had to empathize my anger towards them to be more fruitful and to be more 
to it it should my anger should be channeled into a contribution to knowledge for people who are not aware of what's going on with someone who has psychosis so after a month at the madare mental health facility i was discharged uh i had to spend uh, like six more months on uh, on antidepressants on mood stabilizers and uh, and other medication and um it's it's a totally different experience from normal conventional uh, like what people would consider conventional medicine what i mean by it was a normal it was not a normal experience ex- getting discharged from other mental hospital is that first of all i was like born again everything was fresh even the smells were fresh i remember there's a certain washing powder that i smelt it and it f- smelled so good it is it was like a new smell in my head and it it was just like so amazing it's like you're coming into a new world again and uh, the medicine also have side effects uh, my backbone was stiffen which means i could not turn when i sleep i had to seek help from someone to turn me when i'm sleeping apart from that uh, is um having to deal with the stigma so you if you went crazy you can imagine going back to the same community that you went crazy in and having to live with the stigma for the rest of your life you know that things might you might have done that were quite embarrassing but it was not in your control so most of the stigma would come from people who just make fun and um, not try to understand what was going on or just broaden their horizons a bit to understand an, an illness fast forward since my diagnosis treatment i started doing mental health advocacy i've i've worked with several organizations around kenya championing causes brainstorming sharing ideas just networking online offline trying to lobby policies in parliament with our mps just basically being uh, an advocate and trying to push the agenda speaking in media platforms um, to try to 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 sensitize the masses that mental health is uh, is is paramount everyone has mental health but not everyone has mental illness so by using my case since i didn't take care or since i didn't have the necessary resources back then when i was young to to help me uh improve my life through therapy when when i experienced trauma i'm trying to help other people to 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 come out 
and if you're experiencing trauma deal with it because unfortunately we live fortunately we live in a social world so if something is affecting you it might in turn affect me so when you deal with your social problems and when you deal with mental health problems or your personal mental health problems the world becomes better because your decisions and uh, whatever you might have thought negatively might be turned into something positive so that is why i champion mental health awareness across uh, board in all platforms online offline i've i've been thinking about doing prison and all that so that is why i speak out because of mental health so since uh, i decided not to stay in the place where i got my psychosis from which is nairobi i decided to to go to to kampala in 2020 for just hanging out and probably just a visit that was in 2020 february well a week in the stay there unfortunately the borders were closed and uh, lockdown was announced that's almost uh, two years ago so what happened is that i found myself in uganda i found myself uh, locked up there was no transportation here in uganda it was a total lockdown you could not travel you could not move you could not do like simple tasks you either had to buy a bike or you walk or some instances even a private car would not even help you so i was stuck here in kampala i had to stay for about nine months and uh yeah i had to cope with the being a mental health patient in a foreign country without medication without a job without any source of income and uh, trying to survive within a pandemic so it is actually one of the most trying times in my life which i also give thanks to god for because it was not only hard but part of it was uh, nostalgically beautiful you know I was hosted for about two or three months by Dr. Stella Nyanzi. She's well known here in Uganda. And after the third month, I had to find my own place and rent. So I got my own place in the middle of a pandemic where I would only wake up, load internet on my phone, and then follow the news in Uganda and that was pretty much it i i had to look for other means and to cope because remember i don't take medication like oftenly i only take it when the mood goes low yeah when i have like the hormones are so low so that is when i need medication but otherwise i i am usually fine with psychotherapy 
So during this time, you can imagine you don't have access to both the medicine and the psychotherapy. So you are just caught up in between trying to make the most out of life. But I was happy to be in Uganda because Uganda for me is like my second home and it's where I feel happy and at peace. So I persevered. Fortunately or unfortunately, I fell in love. I met a girl whom we didn't speak the same language. We fell in love. We stayed through most of the lockdown with her until uh, she had to go and I had to come back to Kenya because I could not manage having to stay in a foreign country for one year without a job. And that is how my pandemic story in Uganda went. Corona has changed a lot on how the world views mental health. It's no longer seen as a Western, American, European problem. It's now seen as a global, universal problem. Like mental illnesses are now like a problem and the positivity and the the efforts to improve mental health are seen as good things so like for instance nowadays like things like self-care trending how to to distance one's oneself from toxicity those are the topics online people are discussing about toxicity self-care self-improvement so in terms of mental health it's now a palatable discussion around the world for people when it comes to mental illnesses uh, i think corona took we took uh, as a patients of mental health illnesses we took a beating during corona times because that is actually how it feels in our mind. The physical lockdown uh, translates to the mental lockdown we usually have when we don't have medicine, when we can't access therapy. And mind you, these are like essentials. I wish there would be more access to therapy and uh, medication for persons living with uh, mental illnesses and there are so many and they are so different and the medication also for 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 me it's the medication is not that expensive but for other people you can imagine sometimes it takes more than someone's half of someone's wages you can imagine and uh, that is just very, very, very painful to witness. So when I come back, the whole experience with mental health during this time is that after breaking down, after crashing, after being feeling the loneliness, after feeling the isolation, there was a need for me to rise above the... <laughs> rise above the ashes and uh, 
forge forward and try to improve my life because I I don't have any dependence, neither do I depend on anyone. So it's all about myself. I have to keep myself uh, ever motivated to look for opportunities here and there. So I came to the decision that I might want to, to travel to the Middle East to look for job opportunities. That was in, in, uh, in 2020. So in 2020 December, I made the decision to move to the Middle East to look for work. I didn't have any clue about how the process takes, uh, how long it takes, or anything about it. So in 2021, after I actually learned about everything and what it takes and having all the documents, I started my process in, in August 2021. I got my passport, I got my good conduct, I got everything, my paperwork, my certificate, my CV, my everything, my, I did my medical, and all this is costing money, I'm the one paying. So I figured out that a more stable in, income would be best for me, especially because I'm in a phase in my life where I need a lot of stability. I applied for the job. I got the visa in August 2021, in October 2021, sorry. So uh, upon coming back to Kenya, I also came back to Kenya in a time where the Western region was also in lockdown. This is now 2021. And... Um, so I'm coming back to Kenya and I'm still in lockdown. So I no longer have an address in Nairobi. So I had to stay in the rural area where my mom is from. And uh, staying there, of course, um, it's now the village where I don't know anyone. And uh, I hardly understand the language that well. And... Uh, and uh, having the mental illness, you know, it's a different sort of stigma now in the village because in the village, part of what my advocacy is, is just pushing this mental health resources and information to the Kenyan villages. We have a lot of mental health advocacy on the internet. It's so much, it's even surplus so we need it in the villages in the rural homes because most of the mental health patients are in in kenyan villages they are there in the ushago so when i go there there is no medication or anything also there so having to try to hustle work online despite the limited uh, res opportunities now that we have a pandemic i would find like a gig for for two weeks and stay like five months without a gig so whenever i get the money i would try to like use use it very sparingly i would not be extravagant during those periods because come what may i would be in trouble so unfortunately i also had a bout of um, substance abuse i i used to overindulge in alcohol so now this is 
when I'm back here in when I'm back in Kenya in the village because I didn't have antidepressants you know it was only natural for me to find something that will take away the stress and and drink and drink but uh, drinking is not something I really enjoy doing and it, it, I would only do it by myself when I'm alone and I would like overindulge and uh, I would do that throughout the pandemic because there's nothing to do, there's nowhere to go, we have been cut off from friends and uh, social lives have changed, there are no jobs. So you would be pushed to where you can find uh, an escape route to just vent Kidogo and then go and sleep. So that is what happened. And uh, so now it's um, two years since the lockdown and uh, everything ended. So I got the visa in October 26, 2021. So this was a visa to the Gulf countries. I didn't know that uh, that this journey to uh, to the Middle East would eventually like cause me another mental health breakdown. After I got the job, I was supposed to pay 100,000 Kenya shillings. And after I paid the money, I figured out I that the agent was just a con and he swindled me out of my money. Luckily, I managed to get my passport back and the agent is still, still at large in Nairobi. Apparently, there's nothing I can do about it. So... After losing this money, and uh, 100,000 doesn't seem like a lot of money, but if you are unemployed and uh, you don't have anyone to, you don't have anyone to depend on for this money, and uh, it's all you have. It's like life savings. It's like beg and borrow from some parts and all everywhere. It's all the money you have. It's really painful. So, fast forward to January 2022. After I figured out the the agent had swindled me, you have conned me of my money. Uh, what happened is just I had a mental breakdown, and I broke down in January first, actually. The first day of the year, just had a breakdown. I crumbled, and so many people would not know what a breakdown is. A breakdown is not necessarily like crying or anything. A breakdown happens when you just give up at once, you know. After holding so much baggage, you give up and you break, and at once. Nothing medically happens, but emotionally it feels like a train wreck. So uh, I experienced a breakdown and uh, that's when I decided that I want to pack my bags and go back to Uganda, the country that fixes me. And that's why I'm back here in Kampala 
and uh, that has been my journey throughout the covid pandemic for two years i can't say that covid19 was in any way positive for anyone it was very negative but there are few lessons that i i got from the whole two-year experience is uh, not to take things for granted anything can happen at any time be prepared to lose or gain anything at any time and um, certainly i've been more empathetic towards people since that time you know yeah so a little bit of empathy goes out and more of it comes in so that has been my story You know, listening to Jeff's story, it's clear why it's very important to put more emphasis on mental health. One thing that caught my attention is when he was talking about lockdowns because he says the physical lockdowns that everyone was facing during the pandemic, that's what he actually goes through when he's having an episode. His mind basically goes to lockdown and not knowing where he is and even the time. That's tough. Another thing he talked about is bullying and people thriving in ignorance because a lot of people don't understand issues mental health. He says some people even have videos of him and they're entertaining themselves with the videos which is not okay because it's our responsibility as a society to teach ourselves about the struggles that people with mental health conditions are going through. But uh, all in all, in the pandemic, he says there's one positive aspect to it because most people understood about mental health issues and it was easier for people who have been suffering for decades to speak about it because this time around, people were not being judgmental. And that's very important for anyone who's having a mental condition. And that's why I let Jeff tell his story. Also, that's the real reason why he is here advocating for mental health issues. Because he says, if everyone understands this, we can all move forward. In the next episode, we are going to continue with Jeff's story because he's going to explain to us how he survived in a foreign country in a pandemic with no income. Also about his campaigns on mental health. Remember to join me, Karen Omai. And follow me on my Twitter account and Facebook. Listen in to this episode on our website www.standardmedia.co.ke. Also, it can be found on Spotify. Bye-bye and take care. COVID-19 and Mental Health Podcast.